0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. We are here to bring you our opinions on the news notes and happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 168. A lot of football talk today. A lot of football talk. You might expect it to be a little bit different, however, as this past week, MLB has apparently, the children have stopped fighting, and they've agreed. They've agreed to continue to play, to grace us with their presence. Uh, They figured out where all the pennies are going to go, and they're going to get back on the field now. Um, I, I I don't care. Do you do you care that much?
1: Oh, we we established this last time. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I am, know it's kind of, am, kind of rhetorical. Other... I mean,
0: kind of rhetorical, but I mean, yeah. I
1: I, I was, I will say this. I, I I put it out there on Twitter that was, I was happy to see it. However, as we discussed uh, before we started recording, um, there is a disconnect. You know, there's as you talked to me about you your league is actually going to be uh, in existence for the keeper league but
0: yes thankfully
1: um there's a detachment and and there's a detachment with your league with mlb and so you can imagine if you guys are kind of have that disconnect you can imagine how far i'm off because my disconnect started last year oh yeah so I, I'm glad to see them on the field, but as I was looking over, because there was um, there was something that was going through until they um, agreed. It was like, for some reason, it was a point of contention on the international draft. Uh, and I thought I saw it, it got approved, but as we discovered, um, they agreed to continue to negotiate about it. And why I bring that up is, well, it continues to be MLB's moniker. Uh, make something more convoluted than it needs to be.
0: Yep, let's make a plan to make a plan. Uh,
1: but that's about all I have on it, Chris. Because uh, I, I, unless you got more, I know we got we got a laundry list of NFL to dig into. Uh,
0: yeah, just real, real quick. Uh, I, I love I love the game of baseball. Um, I, I love the Boston Red Sox. I always have. I always be a fan. Uh, but doesn't mean I have to support them financially with my with my hard-earned money, and uh, I don't—I think it's going to be a while before I have the will to do that. Uh, a lot is going to have to change in terms of how baseball comes across to its fans, and and just presents itself in general. There's a huge disconnect. Um, I—I I don't know. It's—it's. It's, I don't know how they fix it, and they apparently don't either. So, um, yeah, like you said, thankfully my uh my keeper league commissioner. Came through and said that after apparently went on vacation to Florida, cleared his head a little bit, gotten some nice weather, and uh, wrote back to us all. And he goes, "Yeah, I don't have to support them to love baseball and you know love the camaraderie of our league. So instead of like disbanding our league, we'll just, you know, I'll just continue to run it and just won't support baseball by buying tickets and merchandise and things like that. And I'm on the same, I'm on the same boat. Um, it's really tough though." It's tough because, like I said, I love, the, I love the game a lot, but it's very disappointing to see it once again for like the fourth time in, in recent memory. It just gets ugly because of dollars and cents. And then they're going to have the balls to charge you 12 bucks for a soft drink when you go to the stadium. It's There's a huge disconnect, and something's got to be fixed. But it's above my pay grade. So let's move on to the NFL. Like you said, we have a ton to go into get into excuse me uh the big one clearly i mean uh, we do have our top 10 free agent list later around we did do them slightly different there's a bit of a uh something lost in uh communication there between you and i we did them differently but i think that's going to make it better honestly uh, to make it more enjoyable they definitely won't be the same so that's going to be fun sure. uh but the big trade after talking for weeks about how they were not going to trade him this 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 past week uh russell wilson traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos for essentially what the what the Seahawks gave the Jets for Jamal Adams. Uh, uh, the uh, Broncos will trade quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first round picks, two second round picks and a fifth round pick and they will send quarterback Russell Wilson to the Broncos for a along with a fourth round pick. Man. Uh oof. On the surface, because he's a big name, this is one that really makes you turn your head. I don't think Russell Wilson on the Broncos makes them better than the Chiefs. I don't think Russell Wilson on the Broncos makes them better than the up-and-coming Chargers. I think the Broncos got caught up in having a big-name quarterback and gave a whole lot for a guy who Hasn't proved a whole lot without an elite defense, and that's not a popular opinion, but that's just that's my opinion.
1: I I think what what happened here was their last legitimate starting quarterback that showed consistency was Peyton Manning, and that was Peyton Manning at the end of his career, not yeah. mid mid peak prime Peyton Manning. So there's part of the problem is they just couldn't establish. Whether it was Ross Osweiler. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, Trevor Simeon, uh, Paxton Lynch. Remember that guy? Oh, First yeah. First round pick. <laughs> yep. Turned into nothing. Just because they're, they're incapable of drafting a quarterback and kind of nurturing him, it just forced the Denver Broncos to say, hey, here's an opportunity presented to us. It's a lot for us to give up to get him, but it gives us some stability at quarterback. So now we can look at the draft and free agency and say, we don't need to focus on that anymore. We can just focus on, you know, building up the offense line, building that defense, whatever we need to do. We just don't have to focus on the quarterback anymore. Cause I'm sure if we were in Denver or I'm, I'm assuming, Colorado Wyoming kind of area uh, you know gravitate towards the Broncos Uh, the radio stations probably fly off the shelf off the handle of uh, quarterback talk and I can understand that because they just haven't had anything since Peyton Manning Peyton Manning has been gone long enough he's in the NFL Hall of Fame that's problematic
0: hey fun fact who's the last real great quarterback that the Broncos drafted.
1: Broncos drafted.
0: It's, it's got to be Elloway. You would think. However, they did not draft him. The Baltimore Colts drafted him and oh refused to play God, for that's him. That's right. <laughs> he drafted and he refused to play for them. So Denver came in with a trade. Uh, I just thought about this. Just, uh, just a, 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 fun, a fun fact. No, actually, I, I, I had to make sure. I thought I, originally I thought he was drafted by. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we're, I drafted by somebody else. I didn't realize it was Baltimore. But I, knew, I I was 99% sure he wasn't drafted by the Broncos because he pulled an Eli or an Eli yeah. pulled an Elway and tried yeah. telling everybody where he was going to play and ended up working out pretty well for him. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't even drafted by the Broncos. I don't think he ever played for the Colts. He went right to Denver after the draft. Right. But,
1: so, yeah. I mean, that's some sign for the Broncos fans to say, hey, when we get a top-tier quarterback through free agency or trades – we can make the super bowl at some point. So maybe that's some solace, but
0: with with the AFC as stacked as it is, do you yep. do you think Russell Wilson and I'm not talking about you know Russell Wilson from a couple of years ago who who was you know what, actually forget that. Forget any kind of caveat. Just Russell Wilson the way he's been playing, he's been inconsistent, he's been injury prone. Uh, he's going to go to a team with a better offensive line. So that's good mm-hmm. for him. uh. But, I mean, he's not he, – he's also not, uh. you know, 23-, 24-year-old Russell Wilson either. He's older. He's yep. had some injuries. He's had some wear on, t- on the tires. uh. Certainly not done by any stretch. He's got many years left. So I understand why the Broncos traded for him. But do you think them giving up all of this, do you think their team is good enough to just add him and then say – We're a contender in the West. We're a Super Bowl contender. I mean, with the emergence of the Chargers and the dominance of the Chiefs and the Ravens, who probably would have been a better playoff team if it wasn't for the most laundry list of injuries I've ever seen an NFL team go through in a season. Uh, The Bengals, let's not forget the Bengals, of course. Uh, This is a loaded, loaded AFC. All that they traded for Russell Wilson certainly makes them better. Does it make them a legitimate Super Bowl contender?
1: No, and I say no. I would have said maybe before a certain trade happened a few days ago. Was it no? Actually, it was what yesterday or the day before. Um, I would say that well, they have a chance it, because they have to fight in their division, and I think Russell would have pushed them to number two. And Seeing what they do in the draft, seeing what they do in um free agency, uh because I do have something that they might be able to do in free agency and they do have some money to play with. Um, I think that could push them. However, with what happened a few days ago, um, and if another trade rumor, which we'll get to, uh, happens, that affects um, the Broncos on a, in, the, in the conference as well. But I, I don't know. I, I just don't see them as a viable option as a contender, because I don't think they can fight their way out of their division, much less um, get themselves into a position where they're in the championship, the, the AFC championship game. I just don't see it. I mean, they need rash of injuries and in multiple teams to actually to actually be able to have a chance to get in the Super Bowl. And then compound that with, as you pointed out, Russell's kind of a little injury prone at this point. So I I just don't see it. And there's, I could go through all the teams that you know all the teams. I know all the teams. If you're out there, you you saw the, the AFC representation in the playoffs. And I understand that the NFC won. But if we did a top 10 list of quarterbacks, it's going to lean heavy. In the AFC.
0: Yeah. I think this trade is going to, it's it's going to sound weird. Mm -hmm. The deciding factor, the person who's going to make the biggest impact on how effective this trade can be is going to be running back Javante Williams. Okay. Because Melvin Gordon's probably not going to resign there. Javante Williams is going to be the guy. Now, whatever timeshare he gets as the number one, 60, 40, 70, 30, 50, 50, who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, He's clearly the f- gonna be the favored running back on that team, unless they bring somebody else in inexplicably in free agency. But I think they're comfortable with him. They saw enough last year, uh, and I, I I would too if I were them. He looked great when he when he played. Yeah. Um. So he, it's gonna be him because you can say, oh, look at the offensive weapons Russell Wilson's gonna have. He's gonna have Cortland Sutton, who looks like a, I mean, did great with Drew Lock throwing to him, and then Teddy Bridgewater. No disrespect to Teddy B, but. He's more of a, a catch-all kind of quarterback, not really a dominant arm. Right. Uh, so, I mean, are Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy a better combination than DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? If you could have either of those units, which do you take? Neither one is a schmuck. There's not a no. bad choice. But see what I mean? I I did that to kind of prove the point of is there a legitimate upgrade overall at the receiver quality? Not really. The tight well, end I, I th- think... th- you could have said tight end and Noah Fant. Right. Now Noah Fant was part of that package, so he's been sent to Seattle, so he's not there anymore. Well, offensive line thought... is offensive line is better. Yeah, and the running back's gonna be better, so it's gonna come down to the running game 100%. It's not gonna to come. To, Russell Wilson's not gonna make a big enough impact on his own to just carry that team. If something happens, and that running game struggles, or the offensive line turns to nothing, it's gonna be the same Russ we saw in Seattle. He's still not gonna be happy.
1: So, so there's two things, Chris. Um, there's one. Um, I know you can't dismiss, and I know he had um, a little action, but you can't dismiss KJ Hambler um, I, when forgot he comes back from, I forgot about him. Jesus, yeah, when he comes yeah. back from his ACL injury, mm-hmm. uh, that's another piece uh, sure. of the puzzle. And I understand, and I think that's probably why they were um, more than happy to get let Noah Fant go in the deal because I don't think they ever saw his, his true up, um, true ceiling. Um, which I don't know if he really has a ceiling, but we never saw what he could become. Mm-hmm. And two, that I think if KJ comes back and I, I, the second point I want to make is you, you've already dismissed uh. Melvin Gordon out the door. Like you're, you're convinced he's gone.
0: Yes, I, I am. I, I, I just think you're not going to pay him to essentially be a timeshare quarterback, uh, quarterback running back.
1: Okay. So we will, if we're going to go into the office that we've conceded that Melvin Gordon's on his way out, you know, what, Either he says he wants to stay, and maybe he'll stay for a loose amount. I bring up a guy that I know he's coming back from an injury, and you don't really want too many of those guys. But a guy that's upside was never actually foreseen in where he was, and he would be an excellent pairing with Javante Williams is Tariq Cohen.
0: Oh, totally. That'd and now, great, you, great now you've combo. created
1: now you've created this this offense where if. And I say, if you get all the wide receivers in play, you get the, and you bring in Tariq Cohen, you have Javante Williams, and now you have Russ. I could see that putting that together. And that's the offense. And that right there could compete with the chiefs, the chargers and the Raiders in that division. And then would be able to be up in that upper echelon of AFC teams. However, that is a lot of ifs and injury is, so much revolving around that, um, the known the known of Tyler Lockett and, and DK Metcalf. I, I it's hard to look at that and say which one's better, but yeah, if if you if you put me in a seat and said Ben, you have it. This is you have to make a decision. I'm gonna go with the known, and I'm gonna go Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, even though all those weapons subtracting Terry Cohen, but all those other weapons, I'm going to go with the gnome, just because I know what DK is and I know what Tyler Lockett is.
0: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. I would too. Uh, I just, you know, I, like I said, I understand before we move on, I, I understand Denver making the trade. I get it. You've struggled at that quarterback. You want a guy you know is going to be there. And Wilson, I mean, Wilson could have quite a few years left. So, I mean, it's not like they yeah. traded for a guy who's on his last season or on his last leg. Um, so, I mean, I get it. I just did to give up so much. Three starting caliber players. Uh, and I mean, not caliber. They were three starters. Uh-huh. And then you're talking two first, two seconds. And you get a guy in return who hasn't won a championship without an elite defense behind him. Hasn't really even come close. And when it's all on his shoulders, he struggles. He's the MVP of the first four games of the year, every season. And then by week 10, we're like, where'd Russ go? Oh yeah, they're they've lost three out of five. Uh, not a knock on the guy, nothing against him, but just that's that's a lot to give up. So hopefully for their sake, it pays off. All right, there's so much I'm not even sure what to get into next here. Um, wait, Aaron Rodgers, we'll get to Aaron Rodgers because that's not really. Uh, I mean, it's news, but it's not anything crazy. Happened. He agreed to stay with the Packers. Uh, he does dispute the extension he supposedly signed. Uh, yeah, four years does. for two hundred million. Uh, he says that was not the case, uh, but he's happy to be back. We'll see how long he's happy. Normally, it's until the wind blows the wrong direction, and he blames somebody else for it. Um, this looks great for the Packers, spending a first-round pick on Jordan Love, who they apparently are never going to use, <laughs> and will never ever get a return on investment for. Nope. Uh, ever. They will never get that draft capital back.
1: Right now is is probably his peak because every second um training camp goes through and uh preseason it, his value drops mm-hmm. it just uh, it, there's no other way to put it you have a you have an unknown right now with what it was like two games i think he's played in maybe three yeah
0: i think two yeah
1: I, i'm talking real games i understand he played uh preseason but This is his peak. And then we're also before the draft. So you may get a little more value after the draft, because if a team was, you know, desiring of a a guy off free agency and they didn't get him, and they were desiring one of the, you know, handful of okay quarterbacks and they didn't get them, then maybe he has some value. But I think between now and right after – during or right after the draft is his peak value. After that, it just diminishes over time because everyone's going to have their quarterback uh, by then. And even if an injury happens, are you really going to break the bank to go get Jordan Love, Chris?
0: No, and that's the thing. When we've seen him, he hasn't looked good. In fairness, he hasn't had first-team reps either. But, I mean, Justin Herbert didn't either, and he came out and has been top of his game since the moment he stepped on the field. So, I mean, if you really have the talent, if you're really special, if you have that it factor, you're ready whenever you're ready, whenever they need you. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, nobody right now, they're not getting a first-round pick for Jordan Love. Even if, if you're a team that's, that's, that's quarterback needy, and we're going to get to one in very quickly here in a second, that I, I don't know why they didn't trade for Love instead of this person. But if a team is in need of a quarterback if you're a team like the Broncos who struggled for, God, it seems like ever since Manning retired and before that ever since Elway retired, to find a quarterback, to find that guy to lead your offense. uh, You're not going to spend a first-round pick on a guy who didn't look good during the very limited time he had, because then if he doesn't work out, you don't have that draft capital either. It's just, it's it's a really messy situation for the Packers that they got themselves into uh, and then they, but they keep, you know, they keep letting Rodgers get away with it. They keep letting Rodgers do whatever. Rodgers pretty much runs that team. and It's
1: like the Colts don't have that that uh, artillery to go out with and get what they need because of what they gave up for Carson Wentz.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's so, a nice, uh, nice segue there because <laughs> the Colts gave up a first and a third to get Wentz, I believe, last season from the yep. Eagles. And they managed to get – Considering how bad everybody knows Wentz is, managed to get a pretty decent package in return for him. If you know you haven't heard, Carson Wentz traded from the Colts to the Washington Commanders, who <laughs> apparently offered three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. But Russ had a no-trade clause and didn't would rather go to Denver rather than Washington.
1: There was like two other teams, right? That he nixed. I didn't see that. I, I know. I I, I, see, I, I, only I I only saw. I don't like, want to misspeak, but I I know I saw. Yeah. I saw Washington commanders and it's like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say are the other team because I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, but I know that, but that that's an interesting point though.
0: It's it it's yeah. I saw that they, he had, he had the new trade class. So he decided not to go there. It wasn't that the, the Seahawks wouldn't have traded him because they would have got an extra first round pick. Of course they would right. have. Uh, so, I mean, they, they made it clear to everybody. And we said this last week. That they told they're out looking for every quarterback. We did mention that they had offered uh, a package of picks for Russell Wilson. We didn't know at the time the details of that. And Seattle said Russell staying here in Seattle. He's our quarterback. And then three, three days later, he was traded to Denver. So right. whenever we laugh when everybody says I'm going I'm with this team, I'm sticking with this team, it's like no, you're not. You're saying that right now in case you have to stay there. Uh, but uh, Colts managed to get a third. And a conditional uh, a, a conditional pick that's a third now and becomes a second if Wentz plays seventy percent of snaps in twenty twenty three or twenty whatever the next season, twenty twenty two. Uh yeah, and then they swap second round picks this year. Um it's does it not
1: it's, it, does it escalate to a first at all or
0: I don't I didn't see an escalator in there. Oh boy.
1: So um, they couldn't get what Philly got from them basically.
0: No, no. And you know, Here's the thing, they're going to get a, an upgrade in second-round pick quality. So that's that's good. Yeah. That's going to be lower end of the second round. So that's, you know, usually you get some guys who were going to be first-round picks who just fell through the cracks for whatever reason. So they're going to be able to get a quality player there. Uh, they have the third, and I would assume if the Commanders gave up not only in pick pick capital, draft capital, but legitimate money, they're picking up his whole contract. Yeah. That's my biggest – my biggest – Thing with the whole thing is you have a team that's in need of talent at certain positions in Washington. And is Wentz enough of an upgrade over Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Tyler, whatever his name is, Taylor Heineke, who look, he probably reached his ceiling. Heineke's not going to get a whole lot better, realistically. Um, maybe you never know, but it looks like that's just pretty much what he is. It's is, is Wentz somebody else who we know exactly what he is enough of an upgrade to justify not only the picks. That's whatever, that happens. Teams trade a player and they don't get return on him and they trade him somewhere else and whatever. That's just making the most out of a bad situation for the Colts. Right. I you know, Wentz is he enough of an upgrade over Heineke to, to to justify that kind of financial investment in him? I mean, I'm pretty sure they can cut him after one year, but this is almost thirty million for a guy who couldn't lead his team. And by the way all he had to do was hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Right. Against the Jaguars, the la- the worst team in the league, the last game of the season to make the playoffs. Couldn't do that. The Colts were on a roll. Nobody wanted to play the Colts. People were worried that the Colts were going to ha- just hand the ball to Taylor and he was going to run right through the playoffs. And they didn't even make it because they got absolutely no support from the quarterback position. They have decent court, they have, they have a great offensive line top 2 running back in the entire league. I put D- Taylor and Derrick Henry right there 1 2. Uh receivers are okay. Certainly not certainly not schmucks. They're not they're not terrible with a competent quarterback they could have been really well good and a great defense. And his team misses the playoffs because Wentz is just a black hole of talent and execution.
1: Yeah, I would say that's 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 accurate. Um uh, there's there's like one upgrade, Chris. It's it's Terry McLaurin. That's all I can say one upgrade, the rest, it's a downgrade. No, no knock on Gibson or any of the other receivers with Washington or the offensive line. It's just, it's a downgrade. And you're just not going to see the the only upside, Chris, I will say, is that the division is could be up for grabs. Uh, it just depends on what the Eagles do. If they can put together a receiving core that is indicative of what Jalen Hurts could be because they got the running game down. It, it seems like they're really figuring that out. Uh, if they just can get more support in the receiving uh, receiving game. Uh, I know they dra- drafted Devontae Smith last year. Uh, if they can compound that with uh, another first round pick and there's options this year, then they could wrestle the division away from the Cowboys. Uh, and we know the rumors with the Cowboys on release and Mari Cooper. I, I, I'm guessing the feeling is Washington feels like it's, there's a potential. It could be up for grabs. The there's potential. Um, is it realistic? Probably not. They just don't have enough. And I just looked at their cap. Basically, they just spent their entire cap that they had available on Carson Wentz.
0: And that's 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 the biggest mystery to me on this entire thing why it makes no sense. They go from we're going to give up the farm for Russell Wilson. And look, Russell Wilson it's the same as in Denver. At Denver, I think has more talent than than Washington on the offensive side of the ball. But it, He's not going to make Washington a Super Bowl contender either, but he's going to make them probably the best team in that division it, to compete with Dallas at least. And I don't, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear Dallas fans. I don't want to hear it until your team proves they can do anything. Yep. We're not, we're not, we're not handing out championships on paper anymore. Like, do it, get it done, right? I don't, I don't, I don't. Dak, Zeke, this, that, prove it, prove it on the field. Otherwise, another highly paid player who can't get it done. He's another Aaron Rodgers. So,
1: with with all that said, Chris, I understand it's not much of a void. But now there's a void in Indianapolis, and Sam Eliger showed some flashes in college. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's not he's not the starting quarterback you're looking for. So, where do the Indianapolis Colts turn to?
0: I think. They're looking for – I don't think they're looking for Peyton Manning 2.0. That's not the team they've built. I mean, obviously, if they ended up with him, they'd be thrilled. But they're not looking for that. Their team is not the pass for 400 yards a game team anymore like they were for a while. Mm -hmm. They're the, we're going to win on defense, we're going to run the ball, we're going to control the clock. And there's a quarterback out there that should be available that does that better than anybody in the league and can can make throws. And that is Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers, who should be readily available. Uh, (laughs) I heard something uh, a couple days ago about how since Tom Birdie's a free agent, he might come back and play one season with San Francisco. That's his hometown team. And they'll have Trey Lance learn under him for a year before having Lance start as QB in two seasons. I think that's a whole lot of talk. I think that's a whole lot of people just assuming things and just trying to get clicks. I think Trey Lance is going to be the starter next year, and Garoppolo is going to be gone. And if I was... If I was the Colts, I would absolutely go for him. He's the perfect guy for that offense. He can hand the ball off. He he doesn't have an ego when it comes to that. He makes a very healthy salary. <laughs> so he's perfectly fine turning around, not taking that abuse and handing the ball off 30 times a game. He can make the throws. If you bring in him mm-hmm. and, I don't know, a couple decent receivers, he's going to obviously have a downgrade. He has one of the best tight ends in the, in the league in Kittle when he's healthy. And then Debo Samuel, who just... Came on like wildfire last year. That guy was amazing. He's not going to have that level of offensive talent to throw to, but that's not his game anyways. No. He doesn't... You know, they haven't won a championship in San Fran with that combo anyway, so it's not like he's leaving this perfectly organized team. If I were Garoppolo, I'd be pretty excited if I got traded to Indy because... With that offensive line, you're going to be protected better. With that running game, it's going to take a lot of pressure off you. And like I said, he's certainly not manning Brady-Breeze in his prime, but Jimmy G can go out there and he can he can make some throws. He's less likely he's going to throw up a stupid pass also that's going to cost you the game if you're controlling the clock with a running game like the Colts want to do. I think he's the perfect guy to go after. Quite honestly, I don't see anybody else that's known to be available that would fit the bill for what the culture looking for as good as grapple would. Uh,
1: So I have an interesting perspective, Chris. Uh, I know when we speak on, we, sometimes we speak on from an aspect of we're Patriots fans. So when we dig into the Patriots, it kind of, we get that extra layer. So I know you like it. And I know I like it when I get a perspective from a fan on, from the, from a different team. So, I brought this up to someone I know who's a 49ers fan. And I got an interesting perspective on this. Um, It seems like he would be okay with Jimmy going, but it's with Trey Lance, there's just not enough there. And there's almost this comfort level. Hey, let's run it back one more year with Jimmy give Trey one more year. And then, Jimmy's on his way out anyway at that point. He's his contract's up. And then you hand the reins to Trey Lance. It's interesting that there's that logic of we're not sure. And I I want to see what your take is on that. Cause it'd almost be like if there was an actual starting quarterback last year, a veteran one with the Patriots, and Mac was learning behind him. How would we feel about going with Mac this year, and letting that veteran go that has done stuff, but just not enough?
0: Oh, I think I think that's a perfectly what your what your uh, your coworker, I assume. Yeah, said is per- perfectly valid argument. Uh, I mean, you know what you have in Jimmy G. You know what you have with him in that offense, and I mean, quite frankly, if it wasn't for poor play in the latter half of the NFC Championship game. Be talking about them in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. so it it's not like they were way off. Um, I think a lot of people, I think that that's a that's a smart take because I think a lot of people would just see the draft capital they used to get up to take Lance and go, we gotta get him in there right now. But if the team isn't sure, it would be smart, especially since you said. Like, Jimmy's going to walk after this year anyways. They're not going mm-hmm. to... I doubt, unless, of course, something happens to Trey Lance, I, I doubt they're going to re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo. So he'd be gone after this year anyways. I ter- certainly understand that perspective. Uh, and I think if, say... It's tough as a Patriots fan because like, we went from Brady, like, 20 years mm-hmm. of, of of that kind of caliber play, and and just... You no know, not <laughs> I'm not trying to be a troll here just essentially constant winning
1: mm-hmm.
0: to a year with cam where it was like uh okay now we have Mac Jones who I think is gonna be very very good I'm very very happy we drafted him I'm very happy with him as head of the team who knows how good he'll be uh seems like he has the intelligence as a player to be as good as he wants to be uh but who knows I think I, I... I, I if I if it was in if we were in the same boat that the Niners are in right now, I'd be nervous too. I I I think that's 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 an understandable take. I'd be nervous. Um I, I think if you can get rid of him, you clear up some cap space, which you desperately mm-hmm. need to do. I think that's the that's the plus. Obviously the negatives are if Lance isn't ready and he comes in and just completely screws the pooch, well now you know you've wasted all that draft capital. Now you don't have your guy who can lead that offense anymore. Yeah, you might have signed a few shiny new players, but your team's 7 and 9. So you're not going to the playoffs if that. Um, it's always it's always tough. It's tough. And and that's why you hope the people in the positions to draft and do these trades do their due diligence for every situation. And they mm-hmm. pick the guy that fits your system. And they pick a guy who you can like a Lamar Jackson in in, in Baltimore, even if it doesn't fit your offense at that point. Once you make him the guy, you can rebuild it to fit his uh, play style. Uh, are the Niners willing to do that? Can they do that? Probably, because it seems like Lance is really good, has good mobility and can make the throw. So I think he'll be an upgrade over Jimmy G if he pans out the way he's supposed to. But ugh, that's a tough one. Make the right call there. You look like a genius, and the wrong one, you set your franchise back five years. Tough. Chris, I I think I think
1: what would make it easier because if it, we can correlate it to a couple of scenarios. Um the one you pointed out with Lamar Jackson. Uh Baltimore was wasn't making any push in the playoffs. Not not any hard pushes since their Super Bowl run with Flacco. Mm-hmm. So I think that made it easier to move on from Flacco.
0: Yeah, it's true. And
1: then and then kind of on that same parallel, and we brought this up before. Moving on from Alex Smith and going with Mahomes, you saw the ceiling. Jimmy's made a Super Bowl, and as you pointed out, he was a half a half of a game away from making another one. I think it would have been easier if they didn't make the playoffs or they were one and done. I think as a fan base and even as a front office, they could look at it and say, okay, we kind of know what the ceiling is now with Jimmy. Uh, we have pieces around him that if we put someone else in there who may have more of a, a, a raw talent but can do more and has a higher potential, then we will benefit it from it in a year or two. Because I don't think the Chiefs ever thought that they were going to have a first year of Patrick Williams starting mvp afc championship run and then backed it up with one super bowl win and then a super bowl loss i don't think that was the trajectory they thought they were going to get i I think they knew it was possible they just knew it wasn't possible with alex smith yeah this is the concern they have to have is are we going to have trey lance's growth uh not be as great if we set them down for another season and go with Jimmy knowing full well, we're still in the NFC West. We're still looking at the LA Rams. Uh, We have the benefit of the Seahawks being less, but the Cardinals are still there. And as we pointed out earlier, there is a train going on in the AFC and there's a long list of, of, Potential matchups that are going to be scary in Super Bowl if they get there, and does Jimmy create enough of an X factor to give them a viable chance to win in the NFC and the uh, Super Bowl? I think we've seen his ceiling, and I think as you pointed out, if you put him in a right situation with the right team, who has already players with that X factor ability, and this is no knock on Debo Samuel. But some of, at least 50% of DBS Samuel, his production kind of relies on the quarterback. Sure. Whereas Jonathan Taylor, all you got to do, and I know it was hard for Carson Wentz, but all you have to do, hike the ball, turn around, hand it to him, have a nice day. So,
0: I think that's. Yeah,
1: I think that's the possibility that that the poor Anders are looking at, and I think that's the I think that's the move
0: they should make. I you know, and you, you see all the stuff come out about Wentz. Apparently, he was difficult to coach. He didn't like playing hard. He was di- like, and, and then you're trying to find your new leader of your team with so much good young talent in Washington. I mean, I know we joke about him a lot, but I mean, I mean Chase Young and some of the guys in that defense, and uh, Terry McLaurin's a top five receiver. Uh, Antonio Gibson looks like a great young running back. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just makes it even more preposterous why they traded for him. And Indy would, I mean, be able to get anything for him in return is, is passed off to Chris Ballard. Um, yeah, if I'm... if I'm it's, it's, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. It's not an envious position because, like you said, if, if you... Like, we didn't have anybody better than Mike Jones. We didn't have that problem. No. Cam Newton was clearly not the answer. Used a 15... Uh, 15th overall pick on Mac. Got him. Belichick saw enough and said, okay, this kid's going to learn trial by fire. We're going to throw him right in, and we're going to see what happens. And he had some struggles, but he also had some really, really smart play. And he's... uh, He's a leader. You can see that the way he played. And... give Belichick a guy who can lead on the field and make smart decisions? That's going to win him a lot of games. We didn't have to make that decision. We didn't have an incumbent who was already, you know, dominating, or not, Jimmy G's not dominating, but was leading the team the way he's supposed to lead the team, being successful, and say, okay, well, we're going to swap him out with this guy. Is this going to work? Like you said, the whole Alex Smith with the Chiefs thing, like, that was the risk they took, and it paid off for him. We've also seen it not pay off. So it's, it, we're going to see the same thing. We're going to see the same thing in, in uh, Denver and Seattle. Right now, people are going to say that uh, the Seahawks won that, or excuse me, the Broncos won that trade. I personally believe the Seahawks won that deal. I really do. Nothing against Russell Wilson, but that's a lot to give up for a player, any player. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. But I mean, that's that's a good point by your coworker. Um, and I, you know, I personally deal them and get the cap room because I think I think you know we've seen the ceiling too, but. Let's see. Oh, you brought it up earlier. You brought it up earlier. Yep. Uh, the whole Russell Wilson traded, and you would have thought that the Broncos might have been a front runner until a different trade happened later on that week. And this trade is the only trade I can think of that is this much of a steal in the previous few seasons is when the Lions traded Darius Slade to the Eagles for a three and a five. I yep. uh, remember we, we, we just. Gushed about what a great deal that was for the Eagles, and it was. I mean, even if he didn't turn out, even if he didn't turn out great, didn't give up a whole lot for him no. compared to his upside. Well, the the Chargers, who already had a, a a pretty good defense, yep, um, and a great great player, Joey Bosa, on one end of the defensive line. Uh, you know they re-signed Mike Williams. I think way overpaid him, but they re-signed him. They have Keenan Allen. They have a incredible young quarterback guy I think he's going to be one of the best QBs in the league for the next 10 or 15 years Justin Herbert really good looking team just got to get some players in position to just kind of boost certain spots and boy yeah. did they do that they traded for Khalil Mack from the Bears for a two and a six Khalil Mack Khalil Mack This guy is a generational talent. This guy's right up there with Aaron Donald and TJ Watt as, like, generational talents. And this is going to be his third team in his career. The Raiders, I mean, John Gruden apparently had no need for a pass rush, so he's like, ah, go to Chicago. Chicago gave up an insane amount, even for the Khalil Max quality of talent, insane amount of draft picks and everything to get him. Never used them properly. I mean, he pretty much just wasted his time there in in Chicago. I mean, because they couldn't ever get a decent offense going. They couldn't ever take advantage of his talent leading that defense. So they pretty much just threw those picks away the same way they did the Trubisky picks. And now he goes to the Chargers, who are one of the best up-and-coming teams in the AFC, who really, if they made a smarter choice towards the end of the (laughs) the last game of the regular season— would have probably made the playoffs. And this guy is still in his prime. I would say, still able to be a force all over the field. And now you pair him up with a guy like Joey Bosa on the line and a capable offense. I'd be really excited if I'm a Chargers fan because I think this overall adds more to them and improves them more overall than Russell Wilson does to Denver, personally.
1: It, it really affects how that defensive line is going to put pressure on the quarterback. And in that division specifically, it's, it's important because you have Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, and now Russell Wilson. And then, you know, blow it up to the entire AFC, there's just quarterbacks glower all over the place. And I just think having this kind of pass rush, because... And I don't know what kind of defensive set they're going to run. I don't know if they're going to run a base 34 or a um, 43. I will say this. Um, I would line up Joey Bosa and Kalila Mack on the same side, and then I would flip them on up. I would I would move them all over the place. Don't let a team you know, settle on which side they're going to be able to to double up or triple team. Shift a line because when, especially if you put them on opposite ends, it's like pick your poison, pick your poison. Um, because even if Bose has got a few less years in the league and probably has, I don't want to say Max skill set has de- declined, but uh, with injuries, you, you do lose a little bit. But Khalil Mac is still one of the best in the game, he can still beat a one on one nine times out of ten, I just I just can't get enough of how this deal is going to benefit the secondary especially oh, yeah. uh, for the Chargers. Because Derwin James, which I was glad to see he got a full season in, uh, so now he's has an actual offseason where he can just focus on being better instead of being healthy. Uh, this is going to help him be the playmaker that he showed in his first season. Uh, Because they had, what, Melvin Ingram, and I think Bosa was – I don't think Bosa was there yet, but they had – I can't think of who they had with Melvin Ingram at that point. But they had a pass rush. Uh, They've pretty much, in recent history, have always had some semblance of a decent pass rush, if not top tier. And I think this is just going to benefit them for the next – how long has he got?
0: I think two got seasons it. at least even if it's only even if it's only one it's he's day. got he's
1: got three he's got three seasons yeah, so. on this contract yeah and i believe you know he he should be able to make it through that no problem uh it it is it is going to be scary for these teams and i think and, and factoring in his contract they still are comfortably under the cap where they can do some more Mm -hmm. if they wanted to Mm -hmm. uh this is the benefit of having a rookie quarterback yep this is this is the benefit even with the fifth year option when it comes about you're still benefiting uh and it kind of lines up uh if you look at it chris his contract expires around the same time you have to you have to pay justin herbert so You've kind of earmarked that money, so to speak, for Justin Herbert when his time comes to get that big money contract, if he proves enough, because he has to make that he has to make that Josh Allen, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of um, sure. ascension. He can't just say, "Oh, this is good enough." He's got to do more. But I think this is going to help the entire team and it's a great move and I'm glad to see he's not being wasted in Chicago anymore
0: yeah yeah same here um you know no I mean it's it's a shame because you feel bad for for uh the the players on that Bears team and and the fans too because that's a very very loyal fan base all fan bases are but yeah that's a very historic franchise and you figured you get the whole Monsters of the Midway thing going again with Khalil Mack going to Chicago. And then it just never panned out. And they just made poor draft choice after poor draft choice. And now he's off to San Diego or, excuse me, LA. <laughs> I still call him San Diego Chargers. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's definitely good for him. And I think that's. Ah, the West is going to be. Uh, AFC West is going to be a very fun division to watch. You got those weeks where you got division games going on. Those are going to be two very exciting games. Alright, a few more questions. We're going to get to our top 10 uh, mm-hmm. list here in a second, but I had a couple of questions for you. Yep. Uh, with Deshaun, news coming out yesterday, as we we're recording yesterday, of uh, Deshaun Watson not being indicted by a grand jury of any criminal activity, uh, that would seem it's one hurdle to him getting back on the field. Uh, and look, I know however people may feel about him or not, we're not talking about what he did being good, bad. It, well, obviously it's bad. If he did it, it's bad. <laughs> that's That's pretty obvious. We're just talking about quality of caliber of player on the field. If he's cleared Mm -hmm. of all criminal charges, there's still civil suits. Who knows how much that'll affect anything? Uh, He's clearly not going to be back with the Houston Texans. He didn't want to be there for some reason. He signed a contract and then didn't want to be there anymore. He could have just not signed a contract. But I think we've proved the last couple years that Deshaun Watson is not exactly the greatest at decision making. So who ponies up the draft picks because even though it's not going to be the haul they would have gotten before you could have seen potentially like three to four, even more first round picks for this guy before all the nonsense about him came out. Well, not nonsense. That's not real, but nonsense. What he did Uh, before all that stuff came out. uh, Now what's the market? Uh, I mean, it seemed every team with a quarterback need wanted him and now it's, been very quiet, understandably. I don't think I would want that. I wouldn't want the headache on my team. I don't care what the talent is. Especially talking about what he potentially did, allegedly. Uh, I I couldn't really root for him, personally. But someone's going to. This is this, Someone's going to pull me up some draft picks and get him in there, and he's going to be the starter for a team. But again, he's not just going to be... He's not just going to go away. So... Initially, you would think everything we've
1: discussed so far, the Colts would potentially be a landing spot because obviously they have a huge void. Um, But they don't have a first-round pick in this draft. And that's kind of important for um, uh, Nick Casario to get a, a return on investment of Deshaun Watson. He needs to get something now. You can't you can't say oh I'll get three first round future first round picks no, one of them has to be this year. Uh, so the rumors are Pittsburgh. It's yep. a quarterback needing team. They're transitioning to a new era, moving away from Ben Roethlisberger. You don't you have a a what appears to be a supremely talented running back in Najee Harris who can do it all. Uh, Your wide receiver situation is in flux because one, some people are not performing to expectations. And two, some find it more important that TikTok and Instagram is higher priority than running routes, doing off-season training, I think, I think Devonte Adams put it best is you can. I, I don't know his exact quote, but I'm just going to generalize what he said is run the routes, run routes that are productive, uh, to what you do. And don't put the, don't make it about putting workouts on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Cause it, what is that going to do for you? It, does, it doesn't do anything. Nothing. So um, I can imagine Devonte Adams workouts are probably boring, but everything he does is for a point. I
0: was going to say, well, yeah. boring working for him really well.
1: <laughs> right. Cause he's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. And even when he doesn't look like he's open, he's open. Um, and that, and that's helped by Aaron Rodgers being one of the best in the league, but also the guy's worked his ass off to be one of the best in the league.
0: I said this to you after uh, last year just not not to I know you not interrupt you yeah, yeah, okay. but like he doesn't even use his hands coming off the line.
1: No, he doesn't. Devontae
0: Adams is pure footwork. That's why he gets such a big break cuz he's not getting tangled up in the whole the whole like, the, the contact zone where DBs can contact the receivers. He is footwork and he's gone. Like he's just he he's a whole different animal. Like and receiving talent, it's Devonte Adams and then everybody else. I'm sorry, like I, I know he has Rogers throwing to him, but there's a lot of quarterbacks he'd be who he'd be fine with and who would make him he'd make better.
1: Um, if I could correlate to something, <clears throat> you're going to do better uh, at a certain skill if you repeat it enough to where it's muscle memory as opposed to thinking about it. Cause you can go into, you can go into the season and and into the regular season. And, you know, your coach is telling you, Hey, remember to do this, this when you're doing this break or doing when, when, you know, the quarterback's doing this, you know, and and now you're thinking about it. Okay. I have to register it. Whereas if it's instinct and that's what his footwork, it's all instinct. It's all muscle memory and he doesn't have to think about it. So now when, he needs to think he can use his brain on other parts of the game, um, identifying coverages, looking at the defense and seeing what they're doing. He doesn't have to think about his footwork because his footwork already knows what it's going to do. And that's the uniqueness of what Devontae Adams is doing in this league. But to kind of turn it back to, to Watson, I think the, I think the best landing spot for him is Pittsburgh. It's, there's not a lot of, not a lot of media fanfare in Pittsburgh. It's more of Tomlin wants you to come in. He wants you to do your job. Um, He's a player's coach. I know there's been a lot of, you know, with AB and Chase Claypool and Juju smith Suster, It it seems to correlate to one position, to be honest with you. Um, But I think he could be an asset to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in that division – it's vitally important to get a starting quarterback, because if you don't, you'll have the fourth best quarterback in that division, and that's one with Baker Mayfield. Which right now it's up in the air if he's going to be the starting quarterback or not. But you're already looking at Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. I mean, you can't have you can't have Kenny Pickett, um, um, the kid out of Cincinnati. His name is escaping me right now. Or uh, Malik Willis. You can't have one of those guys come in and be, oh, that's our starting quarterback this year. You're going to be behind. See, you can, not it probably just won't go well. Yeah, you'll be behind. (laughs) And you're going to waste some good years with uh, some good players on quarterbacks that I don't know are going to be the answer. They could be. Hey, they could be the answer. And they could go that direction. But we know what Deshaun is. And it seems like on the surface, his legal troubles are behind him. So you'll get the play on the field. Doesn't seem like he's going to get suspended. So I just, I just think that, that's a fit.
0: Oh, I, I do too. I think he'd be a great fit there. I don't, I don't think he'd be a fit in Indy at all because they've already established that they want it to be a run-first offense that's run-heavy, win with running game, win with defense. You're not going to spend all the draft capital to bring in Deshaun Watson, who's going to throw the ball all around the field. You don't have an offense built for that. It, just, it, 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 it might work, but then you're wasting Jonathan Taylor. It's a, a resource you don't need. I think in Pittsburgh, like you said, Najee Harris looks like a really, really talented you know, running back. Had a really nice year last year. And whenever they used him, the team did well. Yep. Uh, and then you have Chase Claypool, who is, if he can get his head out of his ass, uh, talented. Deontay Johnson looks – if he can catch the ball and stop having the the butterfingers, well, Clifford Franklin syndrome, uh, he could be a top receiver without a doubt. He has the talent. Look, they have a great tight end in Pat Furmuth, a good line, but they don't – they're more of a balanced run pass. Yeah. Like Houston was when Watson was playing with them. Mm -hmm. It makes more sense. uh, And if I was Watson, quite honestly – I'd probably rather go to Pittsburgh, uh, just because I think there's the defense is more proven over the long term, and you know you're you know you're gonna get a commitment from ownership, yeah, and and the, the team leaders to win no matter what. And in Indy, they're putting up banners for we tried really hard, and Pittsburgh's like, well, you didn't win, we got to get better. Like it's it's much more of a Aggressive towards winning atmosphere, which is what you want if you're a competitor. So I'd I'd personally prefer to play there.
1: They give more rope. I I don't want to say that as a negative, but they give it, they give more rope to their players to and coaches to try to put themselves in a position to succeed. Whereas some places, oh, you haven't done anything in two years. Sorry, you're gone. Yeah. As As a head coach or, uh, four-year contract yeah after a season and a half yeah you, you don't seem to be panning out you're going to get cut Pittsburgh seems to have that little bit more rope a little bit more give uh, I love Devin Bush because you know obviously he's a Michigan guy so I have a bias towards him
0: also he has player. not
1: yeah, he's a good player he hasn't produced like he should have as a first round pick Uh, I did see a tweet that suggested they not pick up the first fifth year option because he hasn't produced. I would go out on a limb and say they're going to pick up his fifth year option this year. Yeah, because they they need the talent. Uh, They invested that that first round pick in him, and I just they they identified that he's had injuries that may not have been his fault. But they see what he could potentially be, um, and I could see I could see Watson fitting there. And honestly, Chris, uh, to kind of to kind of piggyback the conversation with another topic, I could see Bobby Wagner, who got released by the Seahawks, finding his way to Pittsburgh. Oh man, yeah. Um, my friend, who who's a 49ers fan, uh, kind of had a thought about him going to the 49ers. I like him better in, in in Pittsburgh. But let's be realistic, Bobby Wagner isn't fit anywhere.
0: I'd say either one of either one of those defenses, whether it went to Pittsburgh or San Fran, there's dominant players in that defense he would fit incredibly well with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh to your real quick to your thing about Devin Bush. Um he doesn't necessarily have the numbers that people kinda thought he would, especially after his great rookie year and second year and everything. But you and I both know and a lot of people out there know great players are not always defined by big stats. We talked a lot about quarterbacks who, we talked about your Philip Rivers and your Eli Mannings. And yeah, Eli will be in the Hall of Fame because he has the two rings, but are you a really, really great player or are you just a really good garbage time stat collector? Philip Rivers got so many late touchdown passes. He was a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. He's a tough dude. But he never i've never seen anybody so inept in clutch situations as Philip Rivers maybe maybe Carson Wentz now but i mean you know so good numbers don't necessarily mean great player a couple of years ago we we're talking about when Jeff Okuda came out and you said he had like two career interceptions or something like that and you're running mm-hmm. down the draft picks and i was like two picks for the second overall <laughs> for the second overall pick and you're like well or third well the reason he only got two was because he was so good, nobody threw to him. So we didn't have crap for stats because the ball was never even in his presence because nobody wanted to go near him because right. he was that good. So it's a different thing here because I'm trying to say is like Devin Bush doesn't necessarily have to have great numbers to be effective because you have somebody like TJ Watt. He's mm-hmm. going to get a lot of the numbers. You just have to hold up your end of the bargain on the other side of the field. Now, T.J. Watt would probably get those numbers regardless because he's T.J. Watt and he's a beast. Right. But doesn't mean Devin Bush isn't performing. It just means his particular role doesn't really warrant huge stats. It's like when that great defensive lineman gets a massive contract and you're like, dude had 17 tackles last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he held up the entire interior of the defensive line and nobody ran towards him. He took an entire part of the field away. So – is it ineffectiveness, or is it? You no, know, I know there's been some injuries. Is it ineffectiveness, or is it just the way the defense is structured? It's not putting him in a position to get the stats because he's doing his job in other ways.
1: All right, right. I just looked at I just looked at his stats, Chris. Uh, he had his second year; he got injured. He played five games last year. He played all sixteen. His first year, he played all sixteen. All sixteen. When he was coming out of college. He was sideline-to-sideline linebacker. He could get pressure on the quarterback, but that's not really what he did at Michigan. And Michigan runs a total different defense right now as it is, and I think he would be even better in the defense that they have right now. But that being said, he's more of a sideline-to-sideline guy. He's going to be able to cover your running backs. He's going to be able to cover your tight ends. But he's not going to get the flashy numbers. He's not going to get the picks. He's not going to get a lot of forced fumbles. He's not going to get a lot of sacks, but he's really good linebacker and he's going to be there. He's going to be where you need him to be. So he's going to get a lot of tackles. You know, he's not getting the glitz and glam that Darius Leonard got a few years ago, but what's happened to Darius Leonard since he's been okay, but he hasn't been that, you know, flashy stats, you know, I attribute a lot of turnovers as sometimes being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Take Dari, uh, um, um, what's his name? Not Darius. Uh, uh, D- D- Daron Harmon. Remember Daron Harmon? Yep, very well. How many career interceptions he had, and how many times was he in the right place at the right time? But you would never confuse him as a ball hawking safety. He just had Devin McCourty on one side. He had usually legitimate top tier cornerbacks on his team. He just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Usually, sometimes it's about luck. Uh, as, far, as for as for sacks, I mean T.J. Watt. You pointed out T.J. Watt is, or yeah, T.J. Yeah, Watt T. J. is yeah.
0: just is just a man among boys I, he, <laughs>
1: that's that's all that's the best way you can put it yeah he's he's, just, he's a full grown adult good. playing
0: with children that's essentially like he's he's that good that's what it looks like
1: I, I just he's gonna get his sacks he's gonna get there and do you really need to have devin bush pass uh rushing the passer when tj Watt's doing that no you can utilize his skills and other aspects so that's what i think i, I and and as i stated I have a bias towards Devin Bush. Sure.
0: Sure. All right. Let's get on to our free agent discussion with free agency uh, opening up. I believe it's on Wednesday, the 16th. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. Uh, We've already seen some, you know, some re-signings and some trades, but is the actual free agency part of it will become, uh, become possible on Wednesday. Uh, two of the big names we thought were going to be available, I was certain Chris Godwin would be available. I did not think, I said this last week, I did not think Tampa would tag him for a second year in a row. But they are smarter than I gave them credit for. They realized that with Brady not being there, they freed up a lot of money so they can afford him. So they tagged him, and I assume they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. Uh, otherwise, it'd be foolish to, to not to not do so when you have the money. Uh, Devontae Adams got tagged because Aaron Rodgers is staying. I'm sure he doesn't care because even if he gets hurt and doesn't play at all this year, he's still going to get paid next season because he's Devontae Adams. So uh, those two are off the board. And for, for my personal top 10 list, I did the top 10 offensive players who I thought could impact the team I chose them for the most. Now, it's a little bit different, not necessarily the 10 best players, but where I think they could fit in the best. Um, I I do just want to say, it's consensus number one on the boards right now with, with Godwin and Adams staying with their respective teams mm-hmm. seems to be J.C. Jackson, Patriots cornerback. Uh, there's a lot of curiosity as to why the Patriots did not contact J.C. Jackson for a contract extension. Uh, and that is because J.C. Jackson appears to be heavily delusional. Um, yes, he said he wants Jalen Ramsey money, which <laughs> is twenty million per. Um. So good luck to whoever goes out and does that. Um. Because Jalen Ramsey isn't even worth Jalen Ramsey money anymore. If I I know I'm in a minority here, but I don't even think he's he's still an elite defender, but he's not the top of his game. Let's take if if if. The Rams don't have Aaron Donald in that pass rush. Jalen Ramsey does not win them the Super Bowl. But like Jalen Ramsey got burned multiple times in that whole playoff run, and he even fell down on that fourth and one play to leave Jamar Chase wide open. This guy is not the be-all, end-all lockdown. He seems to think he is still, and most people thought he was years ago. J.C. Jackson's not that either. I'm sorry, but J.C. Jackson is not a Daryl Rivas. J.C. Jackson does not put people on an island. J.C. Jackson has great hands, and he gets interceptions. That's great, but he does it because of the way the defense are structured around him. We see this time after time after time. A great defensive player leaves New England, goes and signs somewhere for an exorbitant amount of money, and either just fizzles out because the game plan They go-to does not support their play like it did in New England. They are not used properly because the other team doesn't have Belichick. Or they end up getting cut after three years and they come back to New England for a much cheaper price. I'm not saying J.C. Jackson's garbage. I'm not saying he's no good. And I'm not saying if they could get a reasonable contract in place, I wouldn't love to have him back. But what he's saying right now is just pay me it's not about where I go. It's not about if I can compete. It's not about anything else. I just want the money. Obviously, everybody wants to get paid. Whether you're a professional athlete or not, if you're just working at the corner grocery store, you want to get paid. It doesn't, doesn't matter. But there's got to be more to it than that. If he doesn't care where he goes, it tells you a little bit about his psyche, kind of like Ramsey went to a great spot for him. Is Jackson going to do the same? Is he going to go sign for twenty four per year with some bottom of the barrel team that he's not going to really make an impact on? Is he going to be as effective without Belichick's defensive scheme around him? I mean, statistically, when you do all the pro football focus, focus uh, the you know the essentially the uh, like the sabermetrics for football, all those stats and the deep dive stuff, yeah, he's ranked here, he's ranked there just watching this guy on the field, being 100% honest, watching J.C. Jackson play, I do not see an elite lockdown number one top corner. I see a very good corner who, in the right scheme, is extremely effective. That's what you want per year? Good luck to you.
1: Well, as we discussed, I I went a little different with my list. Um, I saw the focus on the receivers um so i have nine wide receivers and one tight end um it's not gonna be like earth-shattering because a lot of it's gonna be kind of kind of chalk if you will um i'm gonna point out uh one two three six seven players that are gonna stay where they are okay top I have a top 10 list of, of Devonte Adams, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Willie Fuller, Odell, DJ Chark, Michael Gallup, Christian Kirk, and then the one tight end is obviously David Njaku. Uh, not necessarily in that order, let's let be clear about that, but obviously Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin are at the top of the list, um, but Adams and Godwin got tagged. They're going to stay there. They'll work out long-term deals. You're not going to see them go anywhere. I think Juju's going to resign with Pittsburgh. He just hasn't proven enough on the field to go out to another place and get the money that he desires. It's unfortunately because, as I pointed out earlier, we're a little more. It's a little more important for the wide receivers in Pittsburgh to be on TikTok and yeah. Uh, yeah. Instagram than actually go on the field and perform. Um, I haven't seen Deontay Johnson on tiktok or twitter as you point out he just has slipping fingers uh odell i believe is just going to stay in la uh he's happy there everything works out for him there uh they seem to know how to use him. uh gallup is going to stay in dallas because they're working on a deal Um, case uh, you know it's been reported the reason why they're trying to move on from omari is because of michael gallup and then christian kirk i think is just He's going to resign with with Arizona. I think that right there, all those players are going to stay with their their teams. Uh, and David and Joku, I think, is going to stay with Cleveland. So that leaves three players. And I know that's not.
0: Oh, see, I thought we were going to do this like a top ten list. Like down. From that's 10.
1: that's that's my ten players that I put out there that I think are. We're going to cause the most stir potentially, but then. Everything started kind of falling into place of Chris it. because if I think Adams and Godwin had moved, I think that would have led to more movement. Cause then you would have saw Green Bay have an opening. You would have right. saw Tampa Bay having huge openings at their receiver position. And that would have led to more movement, but I just started seeing things fall into place and but there are three names out there that I think will make significant ripples in the NFL. But I'll allow you to go ahead and uh, hit your next person on your list,
0: Chris. Well, no, I didn't start my list yet. Those honorable mentions.
1: Oh, oh, that was Armolans. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's oh. why I was
0: like, I was surprised when you got into it because I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even get into it yet because I, uh, I didn't add Guy Winner Adams because I knew they were staying. Yeah, I went with people I who I thought would either move or are gonna actually hit free agency and then go back to their team.
1: Well, I, I just went with the whole wide receiver because I felt yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I felt like the wide receiver. Everything outside of the wide receiver, there's just there just wasn't that buzz. I mean, there's one player here, there. Um, you know, right. Leonard Fournette's a free agent, and obviously, what happened with Chris Godwin is gonna affect what happens with Leonard Fournette, and then with the defense and and and. The offensive line is just there's just not enough. I mean, outside of JC Jackson, there's no. I felt like there was a lot more that could have transpired with the wide receiver core, but then as yeah. the tags started falling in place, I did. This also was under the auspices that Aaron Rodgers was not going to return for bring back Right, went, right. I went, yeah. I leaned heavy into that, which was going to start having the dominoes fall, but well, unfortunately, I, I, yeah. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers yet again disappoints.
0: <laughs> I uh well get used to that. You got four more years of it. Um, I I went, like I said, I went with guys who I thought would just impact a team and I went yeah. with offense because let's face it, nothing against any of these defensive players, but unless you're really a top flight defensive player generally general public doesn't really know your name. The offensive defensive line Mm-hmm. Nothing against those guys. They 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 bust their ass. And I always get I find I find the term skill position for receiver, quarterback, running back a little a little offensive almost. Not really offensive, but in, in like this context of everybody on the field who's good at what they do has a skill. They're a skill position. So like Jonathan Taylor is a great running back, he'd be a terrible offensive tackle. Um just you know, it's it's just how it goes. Facts the facts. Um Likewise, Quinn and Nelson, great offensive lineman, probably not an awesome running back. So, um, so I went, I went, <clears throat> I said, I'm going to start at ten. Uh, I have uh, number ten for me. I have Michael Gallup. Um, I can see him if the Cowboys can't re-sign for whatever reason because they have a bunch of structuring to do and not a lot of cap room. I have the Eagles picking him up. Uh, Jalen Rager does not. He seems more popular on memes these days than he does on the field, and they need somebody to pair with Devontae Smith, who looked great last year. Uh, He looks like a hit. So I think you get a guy like Gallup who has shown he can do it. It doesn't have to be the number one. They can either have Smith be the one, or they can both, you know, whatever, kind of share it, but he'd be a great fit in Philadelphia. Uh, Let me just keep going on the list here. Uh, Okay. I have Number nine, I have Raheem Mostert, uh, who is an incredible offensive weapon who can run and catch uh, and probably be most effective in a place where he would not have to be the primary, primary back. And I don't think he's going to be, in the grand scheme of things, all that expensive. I have him going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, three, or excuse me, not eight. Uh, Alan Lazard, who was the apple of Aaron Rodgers' eye when Devontae Adams was injured a couple years ago. Uh, And when Alan Lazard was injured, that was the whole talk of, we got to get this guy back, got to get this guy back. They got him back, and they didn't use him properly. I see him going to another cold-weather team who has a great running game who needs receivers desperately, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, The Steelers, if they do not attain Deshaun Watson, because that's certainly not a guarantee I see them going for a guy who is shaky at best but led his former team to the playoffs a couple of times and when we saw what that coach did without him, it was kind of a miracle that he got him there. I think the Steelers go with or Mitch Trubisky, goes with the Steelers. Uh, not a big money contract no. and it'll be a one-year prove-it deal. We'll stopgap and if he works out they might discuss longer term. If not, they can move on. But he can make throws, not exceptionally well sometimes, but he has shown flashes. And I would be curious what a guy like Mike Tomlin could do with him as opposed to a guy like Matt Nagy. I would trust Mike Tomlin a hell of a lot more to develop him if it's there. Uh, DJ Chark, as much as I'd love to see him on Patriots, I think he stays with the Jaguars. I don't think with a young quarterback and a pretty much a young team in general, they can afford to lose a talent like him because health has been an issue, but if he's healthy, he's a force. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I have a number five. Uh, I have him going to a team that has a promising young quarterback. Uh, and I think even though they struggled last year, overplayed what people thought they would you know, perform, I have him going to the Houston Texans uh, because – his game is just going to fit right in with what they did last year. He's going to be an upgrade over David Johnson. And I don't think he's going to be all that expensive. No one's going out there and breaking the bank and letting Fournette. And he's a solid running back. Who, with Whoever else they might be able to draft or bring in would be a nice addition. Four, I have Odell Beckham Jr. I have him staying with the Rams. Um, He... <laughs> I thought he was the problem until you saw him leave and he went to went to L.A. and he performed very, very well, very high level. And I think they're going to want to see what he and Robert Woods and, and uh, uh, Cooper Cup can all do together next year, throw a healthy on the field at once. That's going to be a dangerous offense. Uh, three, I have Christian Kirk. I think he proved last year in an inconsistent offense in Arizona that he is a guy who can make a lot of plays, not only deep plays, he can run all the routes all over the field. He is a perfect fit for New England. If they're going to make one off it, one receiver move this year, now that Godwin's off the board, they were never going to be in on Adams. Um, and I don't think Allen Robinson fits that offense. I think I guy like Christian Kirk. Not only is he younger, but I just think he fits better. Uh, I go there. Allen Robinson, number two. I have going to Baltimore. I think he is the answer to that deep threat or that all-around just talent that they need in Baltimore, a proven talent that isn't—he's a name, but he's not a Sammy Watkins name where you're infamous for not performing or just disappearing during big moments. Yeah, I think he'd be great with a guy—not only only with a guy like Lamar Jackson, but he could also teach some of those younger guys some positive things to do to improve their gameplay. And you're going to laugh at this one. Number one, Jameis Winston— Again, I went with who could help the team, not necessarily the impact of the player, to the New York Giants.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Have some talent at receiver. The line is a mess, but Winston can move. He's not super mobile, but he can move. Work out that line a little bit. Good receivers. Uh, Who knows if Edvin Ingram's back or not as tight end. Who knows? But he he looked pretty damn good in New Orleans actually before he got injured. They they were looking pretty solid with him as a quarterback. I don't think, given the quarterback market and teams that are in need of one, are going to want to go for uh, proven commodities uh, as much as there is available. I uh, don't. Not necessarily, Winston is necessarily great. But I think they saw enough last year to show he's improved. And Jameis Winston, for all of his faults, is an upgrade, at least offensively and arm strength-wise, over Daniel Jones all day. So, even if it's only a short-term deal till they can find their next guy, I think he would add a whole different element to that team.
1: So, we have some interesting uh, parallels on what we were looking for for teams. Oh, yeah? But, the three players I haven't identified yet, where their locations are, we have... Uh, Well, two of them, we have different locations and one, you, uh, uh, you didn't fit on your top 10 list. So I'll start with uh, William Fuller. Um, I put him in Denver and I put him in Denver after uh, Russell Wilson signed, And we went over all the weapons he has. uh, But as I pointed out, KJ Hamler is coming back from injury. Uh, Cortland Sutton, is back from his injury he uh, played last year uh, but i don't know if he's 100 back and then you got judy and patrick and i think if you add william fuller that's that deep threat that you're looking for from hambler and i i think it will help open up the game where you're gonna miss no offense because i just don't think you're going to be able to replace the production of Noah Fant with a rookie or free agent pick. Unless, of course, they got David Njoku, but I don't think they're going to get him. Uh, So I think William Fuller lands at a reasonable contract in Denver. Uh, One, because I think he fits into the offense to give him that downfield threat. And two, I think the Russell Wilson, he's going to have that because there's rumors about Von Miller going back to Denver. So I think oh, there's going to be
0: totally. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to take a little bit less because yep. I know what Russell Wilson is. This is where we differ, Chris. So you have DJ Shark staying in Jacksonville. I yeah. have him going somewhere where you have someone else going. I have okay. him going to, going to Philadelphia. Okay. To be that number one A to Devontae Smith one B, and i think because they used their franchise tag on camp robinson now they have to give dj shark a legit contract i think philly might overpay a little bit more than jacksonville even though i think jacksonville has a little bit more to play with i think philly would be willing to overextend themselves uh to get dj shark and his abilities. You can see that. Alan Robinson. You say he goes to Baltimore. I say he actually goes to New England. Do you? Okay. I, I like him in New England. I think he's. He, I saw his list of quarterbacks he's played with. It and Mac Jones will be the best one on day one that he has played with. And I think he's going to be a comfortable wide receiver for mac jones to play with uh he runs the routes he's a big body target and i think it'll help with john smith and hunter henry kind of give them more breathing room Mm -hmm. because you're going to have to give Allen robinson attention you can't this is not the patriots of the last two years where you don't need to give the wide receivers out on the outside, no attention. You're going to have to respect him, and that'll open up opportunities for everybody else. Uh, that's why I think he's a good fit in in, in New
0: England. Um, See, I think you just you just sold me on it now. Yeah, I was like, I still think they go after Kirk, but I yeah. I I think I just think Kirk's honestly I went with him because he's younger, yeah, and probably less injury prone or not prone, but less injury. Less possible chance of injury. Yeah. Um. But man, I certainly wouldn't mind Robinson in New England. I just I think Kirk's a better fit, but I could be wrong. And it'd be nice just to have a real potential big play receiver, especially we saw what Kendry Bourne could do last year, kind of being all over the field. Yeah. As that speed guy, he can you know he can take the reverses, he can take the short passes, he can take the long passes. Uh, I think they move on from Nelson Aguilar, and I think they do bring in one of those two guys and. I was set on Kirk, but after hearing your 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 uh reasoning there, um I think Robinson would be a good and honestly probably cheaper option.
1: I I, I think what you have to look at, Chris, is one, Robinson is he is not going back to Chicago. We are <laughs>
0: No, 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 no.
1: no. 100% convinced he may never that. go
0: again. If they play there, he might just take that game off. He may never even I don't think Dylan Robinson will ever eat a deep dish pizza again.
1: Hey, hey, it's on the table. Well, actually, at that point, it's off the table. <clears throat> Christian Kirk, I think with DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know if his in- injury issues is going to linger on. And the trade rumors for An- Andy and Isabella, what we mentioned, I think we mentioned last week, um, swirling because he just hasn't produced. It almost, and A.J. Green, who never really helped the team, I think it almost provokes Arizona to go all in on Christian Kirk and keep him. And I think that's what the, that's what the issue is going to be is he think he's a great fit in new England. I just don't think he's going to get to that point. And we are four days away, uh, four days away from free agency, but I just don't, I don't see him getting to new England because I don't see him leaving Arizona, but I just, yeah it's just the way I see it. And, you know, I mean, the same argument can be made for DJ Chark. Sure. There's no reason for them to let him go. Right. I wonder if I'm DJ Chark, this might be my one opportunity to hit the free agent market. And as much as I may like Trevor Lawrence, he is second year in the league. This is not my second year in the league. I think it's what? Is this is his, are we going to his fifth season? So he may go back to Jacksonville, but there is, I would assume there's an allure to go out on the free agent market and see one, what's your worth. And two, what quarterback could I play with that might take my career and ascend it? And he may not be asking for much, and he may not take a big contract because he might want to see if he can get a two-year deal or three-year deal so that he can hit the free agent market again. Because I think, he, if I remember correctly, he is 26, 26, 26 and a half right now. And that uh, puts him in a position to 25 and a half, 25 and 0. 0.4. So, yeah. Signs a two-year deal, three-year deal. You're looking at twenty-seven, twenty-eight. 28. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could still get, and he's a totally. big body receiver. He's yep. not one of these speed guys. He can last a little bit longer. So,
0: well, he's not a speed guy. He's not. You know, he's not going to run. You know, sixty-yard streaks down the field. Right. But he is fast. Right, especially for his size. So I think the thing he has that's a benefit. I, I still stand by the fact that if I'm Jackson, I can't let him walk. But uh, I think he has the ability with his game to pretty much go anywhere and fit right in the offense. He's not one of those guys that's going to get pigeonholed into one spot. He can run the routes.
1: And what, what big, big body kind of big receivers. And he's not, you know, huge, but I, I mean, he is, uh, where is it? Where is he? Where did he go? DJ? There you are, DJ. And I don't think he's, uh, doesn't say how big he is. But I know he's he's a he's a big receiver, but I think a lesson everyone can take from is from again, we're gonna bring him up again, Devonta Adams footwork. Just keep working on that. And you can put yourself in, in the top tier of wide receivers. Now I got a projection here of four years at 47 uh 47 million, Ooh. and that's 12, almost 12 million a year. If I'm Philly. I got my I got some pieces. I got Devontae Smith. Do I, A, go down the route of uh, free agent DJ Chark, invest in him, and now I have two, or am I going in the draft? And there's some options in the draft, but now I have two young guys who I'm building with Jalen Hurts, but have still got work to do, where DJ doesn't have quite as much work to do.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I can see your point, Jacksonville. There's no reason they should let him go because no. then they just have to be- rebuild their entire wide receiver.
0: Exactly. And you want some, at least some familiarity with the offense, especially with the young quarterback. That doesn't do it for our top ten list. Anything else? Are you all set? I'm all set. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, past episodes, or anything sports-related in general, Ben and I love to hear from you. And where can you get in touch with us?
1: Well, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's BCTS Pod. Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports, the website, bctspod.com, and Instagram, Ben underscore Chris Talk Sports.
0: If you have not done so yet and you feel so inclined, please go to wherever you download your favorite podcast, leave a rating and a review, and maybe ask a friend to do the same. We'd really appreciate it. That is going to do it. Thank you very much for listening. For Ben, I am Chris. We will see you right back here next Saturday. Thank you.